Welcome to today's daily podcast show. This is Deb Gordils, and I'm your host. And I want to talk about the number of Latinos in the United States of America. And um, it's only 18%. Now, I've seen some data that shows that it's 18.7%. But anyway, uh, we're just over 18% of the total population in the United States of America. That's all Latinos. That's Latinos with papers, without papers. Uh, those are Latinos from the over 20 countries uh, that represent Spanish speakers uh, around the globe. So we're talking, you know, Puerto Ricans, Mexicans, Spaniards from Spain uh, in Europe. We're talking about um, Hondurans, Venezuelans, Cubans. So there's so many more. Sorry if I didn't mention you. But um, 18%. That's it. That's it. I asked that question so many times to so many uh, people, or, but mainly Latinos, and I am shocked, especially the young Latinos. They'll say stuff like, there's 80% of us. Heck, we're 70%. No, we're like 50%. No, we're more. And then I tell them, 18%. That's it. That's it. 18%. And I say, you wonder why immigration hasn't passed yet? There's so many reasons, but I want you to look at these numbers, 18%. I said, and the black population is even smaller. It's 13%. So we make up, as Latinos, 5% more of the United States population than the black people do. It makes you wonder how the heck 13% of the population uh, were able to do the BLM movement to such an extent. Just really quick, as you're doing the Google search on the population of blacks in America and Latinos in America, just to make sure that I, Deb Gordils, have the right numbers, because I know it's inconceivable for so many people. But it really is a good evidence of fake news. When you look at the number of the population, I mean, over 60 to 70% of the United States population is white, yet the white population was out half of it was out running scared trying to figure out what the heck is happening with this BLM movement and um, all you need to know is that there's somebody right behind the scenes moving that uh, dog around uh, with its tail by having them do what they did with this whole BLM movement. So let's just get the numbers straight because the numbers are great evidence of the fake news in America. If you look at those numbers and you got the majority of Latinos thinking that they're 50, 60, 70% of the population, or even the black population thinking that, then you know that there's fake news out there. That the information being put out there by the leftist media, which is, you know, CNN, MSNBC, ABC, NBC, CBS, I mean, the list goes on. There's even some programming on Fox News that I'm like, I don't know about that, you know. Anyway, so great evidence for fake news is looking at, just look at the number of the population uh, in the United States. But getting back to our 18% uh, Latinos, uh, it's been really interesting. I've been looking at a lot of data uh, online about uh, the Latinos and Latino voters in 2020 elections and 2016 election and those midterm elections. And, you know, they're saying that the, that the Latino vote um, of, of uh, the 18 and over registered voters are 61% of the Latino vote. 
And then they're also saying that uh, some different uh, analysts are saying that Latinos, only only half of them came out, which would make that 50%. Half of the Latinos came out to vote. Somebody else, uh, NBC was saying that uh, the number of voters um, that came out was, to show up to vote, was 61.1%. So um, I'm thinking those numbers are all kind of off and skewed. and. It, be, it begins to make me wonder how much of those were the fake votes. Like, there's no way that you could tell me that um, these numbers, some are saying, oh, we, we got here also the, the Graduate Center of the City, uh, University of New York, Center for Latino American Caribbean Latino Studies, the CLACLS, reported that voter registration rose to 61%, but said only 53.7% voted in the November 2020 presidential election. So that's nowhere near the 61.1% that NBC said voted. And it's 3% more than Equius Labs, Carlos Odio, Oidio, excuse me, Carlos, if I said that wrong, um, said voted. So I'm not really sure what the real numbers are in terms of how many Latinos voted, and especially given the irregularities in these uh, elections of 2020, they're all obvious. We all saw them on TV, whether you're Latino or not. All our eyes are seeing the same. We can't unsee what we saw. And so we knew there were a lot of questions about the integrity of the vote in the presidential election in 2020. The irregularities were caught on film. They've been verified by numerous uh, experts and um, raising a lot of, lot of questions. Even still today, you see that uh, the states that were all in question, like Michigan and Arizona and Pennsylvania, um, are all talking about the fraud and what they can do to to make changes or the irregularities. I guess we're not allowed to use the word fraud, um, but we need to call it what it is, right? So anyway, the, but the the most recent article that I read was by the New York Times, and it was an opinionated column, of course. Uh, but honestly, I don't think it would have been printed by the New York Times had the opinion not uh, gone in their favor at the very end of the writing. So. Um, the author, Ross Douthat, and I probably said that wrong, um, and so I apologize to Mr. Ross for that. But, um, you know, he begins talking and, and citing some other articles where it's showing that, you know, maybe the Republicans are doing something right and that, Demo that Trump did get a lot of uh, Democrats, I mean, um, Democrats who flipped, 8% of the Democrats flipped towards Trump of the Latino population. Now we're looking at, looking at the Latino population. And so um, they cite a couple of reports. And this, this author, this uh, cites Equus Research that says there was a Hispanic shift to the Republican Party in the 2020 elections. And they mentioned this 8% that went to Trump in 2016. Um, and they thought that those numbers were either held the same or might have increased a little bit. Uh, in the 2020 election. But but here's what the newly released report is showing, that 77% of Latinos favored Trump's stimulus package, that 74% of their 
of Latino voters favored Trump's rapid vaccine development, um, and 69% favored his middle-class tax cuts, which of course tells us that maybe 69% of Latinos, and we don't know this, might be middle class. Otherwise, why would they care what the middle class tax cuts were? And 66% of this um, Equus research that's being cited by Mr. Ross here in the article, 66% like Trump's bold move to reopen the economy. 55% like Trump's live free of COVID without fear stance. And over 50% of Latinos approved more spending on the border, limiting refugees and asylums, um, and limiting legal immigration. So those are huge numbers. And so because of the irregularities, maybe we'll never know exactly how many Latino votes went, God bless you, honey, went for um, Trump. But uh, he mentions, this is an interesting mention, uh, the Equus research also mentions that 39 to 42% of Latinos agree on Trump's build the wall and deportation policies. Now, where Mr. Ross really goes off the rails um, is that he begins to talk about uh, the, um, begins to, to talk about Latinos and what they care about most, and he seems to cite that health care and comprehensive. Comprehensive immigration are two of them. Comprehensive immigration reform are two of the things that he says Latinos care about the most. And he says um, they're also important to them would be jobs and the economy. So I disagree with him in that health care and comprehensive immigration reform are in the top two tiers of what Latinos think about, because they don't. They don't risk life and limb to come to this country, uh, going across three other countries to get here, if it wasn't for the job and the money to support their family. And so the economy and jobs is number one, always has been number one. For 10 plus years that I've been looking at research about Latinos, and one of the things I know about Latinos is immigration reform is not even in the top three. Maybe it's five on a top five list, but it's, it's not there. So this whole thing that immigration is a big concern for Latinos in America, especially American-born Latinos, is wrong. It's just part of the fake news. And so we need to get that right out of our heads. There's no way that human beings risk their lives, their family, themselves, their children, to come to this country, crossing over three or four other countries to get here because they're coming here for our health care, or they're coming here because they want to shout louder about immigration reform. Come on now. They're here for jobs. They're here to make the money. They're here to support their family. That's what they're here for. So the economy and the jobs is, has always been number one, and anybody listening to the show has to realize it will always be number one because of the, the investment that they make as human beings to get here just to be able to feed themselves and their families. And escape socialism, escape communism, no doubt that we need to understand that that's what's happening in their nations. And so they, are, they come here already with patriotic ideas. They may not know America, because I'm sure they don't, unless they're taking some course in US history 
uh, in their own nation, which I highly doubt. They're not coming here with any information, any background, any data for those who come here. And, and why am I talking about the ones that are coming here when we're talking about the 18% of the Latino population in America? Because that includes undocumented uh, arrivals. That includes everybody who comes across the border. That's right. 18%, those numbers are all Latinos. They are Latinos who have papers, Latinos who don't have papers, Latinos who um, are undocumented, um, Latinos who born and raised here, everybody. There includes the abuelitas, the old senior citizens over age 60, and they include the children, the babies from zero to 17, the, the, you know, the their most prized possessions that they arrive here with uh, and that they raise here. So when we look at this 18% of the population, we're including everyone, every number. And so it's important that we understand that when we're looking at who's voting, who's not, um, how this is all transpiring, what does the Latino population mean? So you know, I try to tell people, I said, okay, so if we only have 18% of the Latino population in the United States of America, we can already, we already know that 40 plus percent of those are minors who can't vote. So that's almost just a little more than half of the Latinos who are not able to vote. So they're right, we got about 60, 61%. But if they're gonna try to tell me that the voting age of our Latino population, which is, what, 66% it looks like, if 44% are minors, out of that 66%, they're trying to tell me 61% actually showed up to vote in the 2020 election. That's a little high for me. I don't, I don't believe that that's the number. I'm not saying that Latino votes weren't casted. I just wonder how much of those Latino votes that were casted actually um, were cast by the actual individual. The numbers are just all over the place, something we should all look at. Um, but getting back to this, Mr. Ross, because this is also something that really got me going when I, when I read it. So Mr. Ross's article, besides saying that he thought health care and uh, immigration reform was important, he said that there's no way that there would be an earthquake if Latinos started shifting in huge numbers to the Republican Party. And you know what? He said that uh, they got their priorities in place when they start thinking of economy and jobs. And he says, yes, that Latinos are culturally different from Democrats, but they prioritize. And that that priority, in fact, is going to make them continue to vote Democrat. Well, let me tell you what's going on that really is probably going to shift this vote in turn and, and create the earthquake that um, Mr. Ross doesn't seem to think is going to happen. Number one, it's sex education for little children that's happening now in public schools across the country. I'm sorry, one thing I know about Latinos and their family and their cultural experience is that in their culture, and they come here, and many of them still who are, you know, their children are born here in America, and their children, culturally, the, the family is so close-knit, and they decide what's going on with their children's lives and the direction that their children's lives are going to be. But suddenly, it's become a big push in the United States of America for the schools to decide where those kids are going to be mind-wise in terms of their culture. And 
when Latino parents find out, and many of them are, and many of them have protested, and many of them have gone to school board meetings to say, please do not interfere with our family. They've made, at least here in Illinois, the law that now Latino children, or all children, um, girls who want to get an abortion do not have to notify the parents. When you tell Latino moms and dads that their daughters can get an, ab an abortion without them knowing about it, I promise you that they don't care what political party you belong to. They don't care if they've been voting Democrat their whole lives. They find that they have very few control and rights except for in their own families. And when they find out that sex education is being taught to kindergartners in first grade and these textbooks that are coming out depict these pictures of boys with boys and little girls with little girls, this is really going to be a big push for um, Republicans to get on board, call the Democrats out on the policies and, and cultural uh, changes that they're looking uh, to implement on the family, especially the Latino families, the topic of abortion, the topic of sex education to their, you know, kids in preschool and kindergarten, first grade, second grade. These are all things that will definitely make them vote to the right. They will leave the Democrats so fast that it's not, not even funny that, that this Mr. Ross says um, that all Republican activist voters and donors that were all toxic and suggest that Republicans should be more progressive and more liberal in an article where he's talking about the Latino voter and how Latinos vote. Ha, this guy, what a joke. He obviously doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. I don't think there's a single Latino parent out there that thinks that anybody should be telling them how to raise their kids or anybody should be outside of the school trying to take away their parental authorities. Not culturally, not the way they think about their life, their faith, their religion. You know what? You're talking about generations and generations of people uh, who have a strong faith in God and their family. And I'm sorry, but there's no way that a Latino is going to vote Democrat if Latinos know what the Democratic platform is. You've got to look at the platform of the political party because when candidates run for office, they look at the platform and, they, and, and then they decide, this is how I need to vote. I need to vote because the platform that these elected officials have to follow or should be following, or will get a lot of slack for not following, are not the values or cultures when it comes to my family, cultural traditions that that I'm, I can support or vote for. So I'm going to do this show in Spanish. I just wanted to share it with you in English, let you know what we're going to talk about. So, you know, population, 18%. What do we do with that? You know, oh, in closing, I just want to tell you, uh, Latinos out there, have to stop marching on the street because you, you got 18% of you and you got to take it into accountability that there's a good percentage of those, almost half, they're not going to watch, not going to tune in, not going to march. What, what are you doing by marching on the street besides blocking traffic? If you really want to get some change, you got to go to the congressman's office. 
and you don't, you don't need a million people to get that attention. Just 50 of you go park yourself in front of the, con the congressman's office uh, in your respective districts, and you're gonna, that's who you're going to talk to, because they're the ones who make the laws. They're the ones who create the laws. And, and this whole thing about, uh, oh, well, the president said he's going to do this. You know, each president can come on board, and the very next president can stop whatever the last president signed in. We saw Biden do it to Trump. We saw Trump do it to Obama. That's the way it works. So, you know, when Obama told everybody he was going to give them amnesty, I was watching the, the news report on Spanish uh, Noticia, the news channel, and it, it was like a joke. I was like, you can't do that. I mean, this is, yeah, this is a lot more complex than we think it is. And then when nothing happened, of course, everybody was disappointed. And so, um, Stop marching on the streets, people. If you want change, get to your congressman's office. That's where the change occurs. They're the ones who create the laws. That's permanent change. That's where things can can be created and be put forth, and, and hopefully something good and positive will happen to the people. All right. Uh, so in closing the show, you know, God bless all of you. Again, I'm just giving you information. You don't have you vote however you want to vote at the end of getting that information. But I believe information is power, and so I'm putting out this stuff out there. And of course, giving back to the community. I have to do all of this in Spanish. Um, if you think this is a worthy cause, feel free. I think there's a donate button somewhere on here. I'm not really sure how this all works. I'm just getting uh, familiar with um, my podcast programming. Uh, you guys take care and catch the next show. Bye.